Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. What's up, everybody? This is episode 37 of The Opening Line. Hopefully your Tinder fingers are ready to swipe right on Wits and Roz. This episode is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Let's go, everybody. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. It is another week. Uh, we're we're recovering. More specifically, we are Owen Tune Fantasy coming into the week. I lost a lot of money this weekend. The Packers are coming off a Thursday loss. Um, that one really, that one's probably hurting me the most. Wits, I can't really speak for you in your football Sunday, but I have to assume it isn't going great either. It is only the first quarter of the season. I know you're very optimistic, something that I, I lack most of the time. But Wits, how was your overall football weekend? Uh, it was okay. I actually, I laid off the betting this weekend. Um, I just didn't get around to it, just watching fantasy. So, uh, college picks, we're going to leave those last week because they were brutal for both of us. Uh, NFL, we did a lot better. And you're, you're killing it in general, both up, I think, over four units. So uh, fantasy for me in our league, which I care a little bit more about, I'm one in three, struggling right now to find my identity. But I'm still projected to make the playoffs by Yahoo. So we're excited about that. My other league, I'm 4-0, most points in the league, dominating. Um, but this is a league I really care about here. So we're going to get together this week. And also, we got to give a little plug to Major League Baseball right now. It's the bottom of the eighth in the NL wildcard game. The Milwaukee Brewers up 3-1 to one on the Nationals. Max Scherzer gave up 2-1, and one respectively, in the first and second innings. So, Roz, the Milwaukee Brewers, they might be facing off in the NLDS if this whole score holds. So we'll keep you updated, but it's the bottom of the eighth one out right now. Nats are down 3-1. and one. Right, and because baseball isn't as uh, as time-specific as the NFL, you'll be hearing these news updates on Thursday. We'll already have an opponent for the NLDS. Um, it's looking like it's going to be the Brewers, the hottest team in baseball, coming into the wild card season. Anyways, Wits, we're going to do this new segment here. I mean, it came to me today, and Wits, I, I'm very honest about my love life and the dating that I do not do, um, but Tinder is a staple that I know you know, is one that I know. I'm not much of a Bumble guy who really needs the girl to respond first. It's only an ego buster. And Hinge is way too much dating. And let's be real, Wits. We're 24. You're now 25 because you're older and your your time on this planet is less than mine. But you we use Tinder because we kind of like the quick action. And that's not to be perverted or anything, but it's a little quicker. You get things done faster. I don't know. We like Tinder, and we're going to incorporate it into fantasy daily value as well as fantasy players for your team longevity-wise. Wits, 
What you're going to do is give me three players that you've selected. I have no idea who you've selected. Just like on Tinder, you don't know who's going to pop up. And then I'm going to swipe right or swipe left, giving you guys three characteristics about the player and ultimately what you should be doing with them. When you swipe left, you're basically cutting them or putting them to the end of your bench. You swipe right, they're a start on your team. And if you swipe a super like, which is a new addition to Tinder, obviously, in the last couple of years, that is a guy you would trade for in a heartbeat. So, Wits, I will let you give me the first player on our Tinder app, the fantasy Tinder app, and uh, we'll get this going. All right, Roz, this is Fantasy Tinder 101. And, Roz, on your side of the desk right now, you are looking for a relationship. You're not looking for a one-night stand here, Daily Fantasy. So I'm going to give you three guys, swipe left or right, but this is relationship season-long fantasy. These three guys on your team, what do you think? Number one, Mark Ingram. Had a very interesting year so far, so I want to get your thoughts. Are we swiping left or right on Mark Ingram for the rest? of the 2019 fantasy season. This is uh, a swipe right. I like I like his size. He's got a good body, and that's what you look for sometimes on Tinder is a good body. <laughs> it's very stout. This is a guy that can punch it through the line, and it's somebody who's going to score in on the goal line and even further beyond. This is a guy I'm swiping right because I think you have to have him in your fantasy teams. He's got a, a cute pug-like face if you're looking into a face more than the rest of the body. This is a guy that's going to get in the end zone, put up at least 12 to 15 touchdowns over the course of this season. He's a swipe right. Wits, this is a young guy. And we, we set our Tinder settings to 18 and above because that's it's legal. And we got to stay you, legal you here, keep, Wits. You, you keep putting my words in my mouth that I don't even get to agree or disagree with. But go on. Right. We, again, we're very, it's very important. There's no R. Kelly theme to this show. Everybody's over 18. Daniel Jones, are you swiping right? Or are you swiping left? Oof. I am browsing. I'm going to swipe left on Daniel Jones. And this is a very tough, tough thing for me. One, right now, these next, looks like at least the next four weeks are going to be without Saquon Barkley. And I know they put up some points with Wayne Gallman in the backfield, but I think this is going to be, first of all, I get a tough division with Philadelphia and Dallas to play against, so they're going to be playing against them the rest of the year. Washington stinks, but I think the Giants' schedule here, Daniel Jones really came out to play that first game versus the Bucks. But, you know, looking at the rest of the guys out there, which is definitely part of the, you know, part of this factor here, um, I'm going to swipe left on Daniel Jones, but I want to let you know, I was looking at the screen for about 30 seconds, waiting to decide, but I'm going to swipe left. I like the I like the possibility maybe for next year down the road, but I'm swiping left for this year as a season long play on Daniel Jones. Sounds like he's gonna have to bumble you in order for you guys to make that connection, but I respect your <laughs> he choice. He's gonna have to bumble me. That is right. Roz number two, another interesting running back from the Detroit Lions. Wow. Carry on Johnson. What do we think of this guy the rest of the season in your fantasy lineup? Yeah, well, he knows that, uh, Wits knows that I did the super like on him this morning. Um, I, I, attempted <laughs> I don't think to, he liked it back up. No, he liked it initially, but this is the thing, guys. You don't know how often me and Wits text. It's a lot. And I even know when Wits is getting texts from other people when I'm not even a part of the conversation. And I knew that was happening today. A guy who said, wow, I will do this trade, let's go took a long pause, and I had to assume in that pause, I'm not going to say this guy's name because I'm annoyed with him to the moon and back right now. 
was texting our boy Wits on the other end. I super like Carryon Johnson. How about 21 carries two weeks ago, 26 carries last week. The first time he did break 100 yards. Maybe I'm super liking too soon. This might be a catfish situation here. I could be seeing a lot I like on the front screen, but I haven't scrolled to the other three pictures yet, and that's going to be something we have to see. They are on by this week, but it seems like in a league where some where running backs are not the focal point, and there's definitely a lot more running back by committee in the league. It seems like Carryon Johnson has taken on the role as a lead back and a guy who's going to get the ball time in and time out throughout the game. Again, could potentially be catfished here, but I'm super liking Carryon Johnson. I think you have to make a trade for this guy, and it seems like you got to buy high at this point, no buying low. Wow, okay. Well, too bad he's not going to be on your team. That would have been a good pickup by you, but let's get my second pick. Come yeah, on. I'm leaving me with one here. I'm I'm very upset about that because that was the player I had in mind for you, but it's okay. I'm gonna move on. I'm I'm really diving deep. Like that, you're in the well of Tinder. This is like three in the morning. You've already gone through the top fifty. I'm just curious about this guy moving forward. How about Alshon Jeffrey? Wow, that is, that is an interesting play, uh, Roz. Again, I'm a Stingy, I'm a picky guy. I'm going to swipe left on Alshon Jeffrey for a couple reasons here. One, I'm not that high on the Eagles offense in general. I do like Carson Wentz as just a straight-up NFL quarterback, and I think this Eagles team, like we saw against the Packers, they're a team that can play with almost anybody in the NFL. But a couple things with Jeffrey, I worry about the health a little bit. I know he's been banged up. And uh, I also worry about some of the touches that we're going to get, you know, with Aguilar, Zach Ertz, and that three-headed backfield they've got. I just don't think that Alshon is going to put up the points like he was doing back up with Chicago um, when he was, I think, probably a top-ten receiver in the league. So, you know, while he will have his good weeks here and there, he's not a guy I'd really love to throw out in my starting lineup each week. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to swipe left. Wow. He's a tall guy. He's got the legs. I don't know if you look at the legs in the pictures, Wits, but that yeah, might, that might get some people I, to swipe right. I don't think I got that far, but Rod, I'm going to hit you back with my last Tinder pick of the night. Odell Beckham Jr. Swipe right, swipe left. Rest of the year, this is a guy that you want on your fantasy squad. This might be... The obvious is to swipe right, and I'm going to swipe right. I mean, let's look at the guy. The hair, incredible. I know he buzzed most of it off, but this guy, he knows his fashion. Plus, if you swipe right and he gets you back, you might be ending up with a $2 million watch on your wrist. So for the gold diggers out there, like myself, OBJ, kind of the way to go. Uh, I'm gonna I mean, right. I thought this was supposed to be like a parody on football, but you're you're really taking this seriously, rather than I appreciate it. Yeah, I, it's it's a parody in it's real life. I mean, OBJ, give me a call. I mean, I don't play both ways, but I definitely like a watch. Um, I'm going right, okay. And the reason I'm going right is because this offense is only getting better. They just demolished the Ravens, and Baker Mayfield is going to supply the ball to many people with Njoku out for a while. They're going to have Landry and OBJ running rampant, and the Ravens are probably the best defense they're going to see in the near future. And I think they're going to decimate the 49ers on Monday night, but let's save that because that's going to be one of my picks. Anyways, OBJ is a swipe right. Not a super like, but a swipe right. Seems like I'm not picky, and uh, I'm swiping right all night today, baby. And my phone better watch out because once we're off the air, it is just going to be a right fest. And I think that might be politically incorrect, but a swipe right fest 
because I don't want anybody confused. Anyways, Wits, my last one for you. Kind of just want to see what you think. This is a, a girl or a guy I've been with, and I should have just gone with a joke. It's a girly I've been with. Todd Gurley, what do we think about him? Oh, my God. These are some tough picks. Uh, oof. This is by far, I think, out of the six players, I think this is the toughest one. Roz, I'm going to swipe left again. Oh. It pains me to say it. You don't want to be asking about brothers? This, this is unbelievable. No. I liked what I saw this week out of Gurley, but I'm really not sure what lies ahead the rest of the year. Whether I, I've heard some reports that say they're easing him in and he's going to get back to 20 touches. And I've also heard some things that say, no, the new norm for Todd Gurley is 15 touches, and that's it. And if he gets a couple of receiving touchdowns a game, that's great. But that's not going to happen every week, Roz. And with this high-powered offense with Jared Goff, Cooks, Cup, Robert Woods, Malcolm Brown eating touches out of the backfield, Todd Gurley, I think by name, one of the better running backs in the NFL. But I don't see enough volume for my liking so far that would lead me to believe that I'd want him on my roster for the rest of the year. I think there's some other opportunities out there. And Todd Gurley, I like him. He's a great player, but I'm just very uncertain about the future for him and whether or not he's going to produce as an RB1 week in and week out. I could be wrong. I had been wrong many times before, but you know what, Rod? I'm going I'm to stay safe and say that he keeps getting 15 touches a game. I don't think he gets back to the average of 22 like he did the last couple seasons. So that's where I'm at with Todd Gurley. Three, three swipes left for me. You're going to have to give me some better, uh, better picks to work with next week, Rod. I'll get you. I'll get you them sexy picks next week. Don't you worry. And there was, there was definitely a wink there. But Wits is actually on his cell phone because of computer troubles. So I'm the only one that knows I winked. Now you guys do as well. Anyways, we're jumping right into college football. We've got our picks from last week and our picks from this week. Wits, I'm going to let you speak, but let me just run through this real quick. There was a change at the top because we're definitely going to talk about number two here in a second. But Alabama, the new number one team in the country. Your boy Roz has been saying that for three weeks now. Just want to put that in the universe. Clemson at two. Georgia at three coming off of a bye. Ohio State might be the best team in the country, and we just don't know it yet as they are now the new number four. LSU, just because they had a bye, fall to five. I think that's a little bit disrespectful. We can we can cross that line here in a second. Oklahoma six, a team I love. Auburn seven, Wisconsin eight. Notre Dame nine, who they got away, or they had a backdoor cover that me and Wits, thank God we got, because I was going to go over five elsewise. Florida still sitting at 10. They're getting a lot of love for not really having a quarterback. But Witt, that's the top 10. Is there anybody outside the top 10 do you think deserves to be in the top 10? I can tell you right now, I'm a big Penn State guy. That's just my that's my choice, who I think should be in the top 10. Wow. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody outside right now that I would rank ahead of a team like Notre Dame. I mean, I know they have one loss been extremely impressive though that one loss was to the number three ranked Georgia team at Georgia so you know Texas Penn State uh I was undefeated I mean there's some good teams right outside the top 10 but I don't think I would change anything about the rankings right now and I wouldn't say this is going on in the limb but I don't think any team past I'll say number seven has a chance to win it all but you know what, Rod, there are a couple teams down there that can make a run. Penn State, like you mentioned, being one of them. And uh, who knows what the rest of the season will bring for a team like the Texas Longhorns because they might end up 11-1 and sitting atop the Big 12. So we'll see what happens. But, Rod, 
I don't have much to say about last week's picks besides that you mentioned. We were brutal. We'll be the first ones to say it. We only won the Notre Dame game that we both had. Purdue was terrible. Uh, Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Nevada for both of us. Michigan State, Wisconsin. It was bad. It was a horrible week. That's all we have to say about it. We're going to look towards next week because we've got five picks and we're on the opposite side of a lot of games here. So this is yeah, going to be another. At least it's going to be another week in purgatory. Right. Yeah, it's going to be purgatory for one of us. The other one will finally bounce back. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's let's just get right into it, Roz. We've got a couple big matchups. In the I think top there's an honorable mention though week. for this upcoming picks because for the first time. Let's keep in mind, the fans should know, I'm 0-2 when you've picked Auburn against me. There's a little something funny happening this week. It looks like your boy is on Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers, War Eagle, whatever the hell they are, versus Florida. You're on the opposite side. I'll let you kick it off, but I want you to explain to the Auburn fans, and especially Bo Nix, while you're jumping ship. Yeah, Roz, I am jumping ship because sometimes you just got to sell high, and this is the time to sell high on Auburn. This is going to be a very hard-fought game. A defensive scrum is exactly what it's going to be, and Roz, I am taking the home team. I'm taking the home dog. Florida, like I mentioned before, I have never really liked Florida, especially betting on them. Guys like Felipe Franks under center, but they have a new man in town. And Auburn, as impressive as they've been so far, I like Florida to actually win this game straight up at home. I'm putting two units on the Gators, and, you know, I've been doing well with two-unit plays, Rod. This one scares me a little bit, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and go against a team that has brought me a lot of success this year. So we'll see how it shakes out. But I like the home team here, Rod, and I think this Florida Gators defense is going to shut down Bo Nix and this Auburn Tigers attack. Florida wins it 17 to 14. Honestly, love both defenses here. Hate the offense for Florida. And I think Bo Nix has proved time and time again that he is not afraid of being a true freshman and of the big moments. A lot of tough games to send him on the road, especially for a true freshman. But he's going to handle his business. Once again, we're going to see at least 28 points. And they're going to hold Florida to a measly six to nine point range. Trust me. Believe it. This one's going to be right. Me and Witt on a double two unit game here. Unbelievable that we are going to be fighting here. We probably won't text during this game, but we will for sure be betting it. I'm very excited about the Auburn. And again, we don't agree on any of the games we took this week. And I am backing Michigan because I put my money on the line last week and they're the only reason I'm not down a couple more hundred to the bookie. I'm taking Michigan minus three and a half at home against Iowa. We saw how they were handled against Wisconsin. They will not let that happen again. I believe in Michigan here and I believe they need to make a statement and beat this ranked Iowa team, especially after the carnage we saw that ensued in that Michigan-Wisconsin game. Give me Michigan here minus three and a half. Easy pickings over Iowa because you know what? Two more units on that game. Wow, big play there, Rod. Um, is Michigan as bad as they played against Wisconsin? Absolutely not. But I actually really like the Hawkeyes here, plus three and a half, going to the big house. Um, I think this Iowa team is for real, Rod. They're 4 0 right now. Uh, played a couple cupcakes, but had a great matchup with Iowa State. And, and uh, I think it was week, week either two or three, they won 18 17. 
I really like the matchup in this game. I think it's going to be hard fought. I think it's going to be tight. Um, same division, Big Ten. This is going to be some good football, and I think Michigan is going to come out um, and play better than they have in the past. But I like Iowa plus three and a half here, so that's uh, two of the opposite sides. So let's jump right to the third game, another Big Ten matchup, Rod. And this spread is a little bit higher than three and a half. We've got Michigan State traveling to Ohio State. Michigan State is a 20-point dog. We're on opposite sides here. I'm taking all the dogs. You're taking all the favorites. I'm going to tell you why I like Michigan State. Ohio State has dominated its first five opponents, and I'm really questioning how good those teams are. I think Michigan State offers a completely different type of challenge. You know, Spartans are ranked number 25 right now. I know they've had a little bit of a rough road looking at that loss to Arizona State, but this is going to be the Buckeyes' first-ranked opponent, and Michigan State has a defense that's ranked seventh in the nation. So I love the Spartans in this one, plus the 20 points. With that type of defense, if they can hold Ohio State under 30 points, I think this is going to be an easy cover for the Spartans. Um, But I do think Ohio State takes the game straight up. Michigan State's defense last week couldn't stop a faucet from running, even with the handle being right behind the faucet, as Minnesota should have taken that victory over Michigan State last week. Yes, I did bet it. Yes, Michigan State has cost me a lot, whether it's me betting Northwestern against them or them not being able to cover any week I've chosen them. So, this is easy. Justin Fields is clearly spectacular. This Ohio State's defense way more spectacular than its offense. Offense. Wow, don't know why I didn't finish the word. Anyways, this offense is probably the best Ohio State offense we've seen since Zeke and the 2015 Buckeyes team. This will be easy. Again, it's a matter of how long they'll keep the starters in. But I think Ohio State sends Michigan State packing, not just back to Michigan, but out of the country to Canada where they will hide in the Maple Forest (laughs) woods and never show their face again, maybe leaving Mike D'Antoni up there for good. Because his time there will be coming to an end after his performance so far this year. Ohio State by 80 this week. Easy picks. Not two units, but nice one unit from me. Wits, I've got big bets across the board the rest of the way. I'll let you wrap up your two before I give my two heavy hitters. Uh, yeah, they got a couple more picks for you. Not very exciting, but uh, a game is a game and a line is a line nonetheless. So give me Boston College plus six and a half and give me the Toledo Mudhens, minus one and a half. We're going to go a little bit back to the mat here. So those are my five picks for the week. Couldn't be much worse than we did last week, Roz. Uh, so we'll, we'll look to move forward here. But yeah, give me your two four touchdown spreads that you've got cooking up on the other side here. Yeah, I, I told you, I like the big spread. Wisconsin let me down last week, but I can't hate on them. You know, I'm going to let that be a pass because I've been dominating these big spread bets. Georgia playing Tennessee. Tennessee is playing like a one-legged dog. And you might say, Ethan, dogs with three legs still get around. I'm talking about a dog with one leg. They're missing all three of the other ones. This Tennessee team has been beaten down with a bat. It's over. Georgia and Jake Fromm are going to come in there after not putting away Notre Dame the way they were supposed to. They've got an angry matchup up ahead of them. Give me Georgia minus 25. And Penn State at home minus 28. Seems like the easiest choice. Purdue's going to be without Elijah Sinclair and Randall Moore, their two best players. We saw Purdue kind of getting handled by Minnesota last week until a late comeback. Never really closed the deal. Late pass interference might have cost them that. I'm going Penn State, minus 28 at home against Purdue. 
But that is all for college football. We definitely need to bounce back as Wits and I are both down negative 4.8 to 4.7 points. I'm clearly in the lead because yours truly is the best host on this show. Now, NFL time. We are hot. And when I say hot, we are really hot. Anyways, happy Rosh Hashanah, happy New Year to all the Jews listening to the show this week. This is uh, this is going good for us, Wits. We're both tied at 4.3, which is a little shady to me. I don't know. Maybe you are winning your bets better than I am. But um, we're both at 4.3. I'm 12-8. and 8, You're 11-9. and 9. The Patriots, I just got to ramble real quick. You know, Raz's hot corner here. I'm over Steven Goskowski. It's time for him to be cut, time to him to be shipped to the farm. And honestly, kids, this is where you learn. When your dog goes to the farm, it's getting put down. So, Steven Gaskowski, you're on that list. He's missed three weeks in a row an extra point, and that at least cost me the push. And in real life, cost me more than just the three units or the two units I bet on the Patriots. So, I'm in some trouble. It is okay. We will bounce back, but I had the Steelers, Chargers, and Browns at plus seven. We're going to get into the Browns a little bit. But Wits, let's start it off with this week's picks. I see you're taking your hometown team for the second week in a row, actually. So this will be interesting. Give me give me what's going on on your picks. Yes, yeah, so I am going back to the well. I am taking the Chicago Bears minus five. Uh, they are traveling to Oakland this week, and uh, the big news out of the Bears game last week was that Mitch Trubisky went down with a shoulder injury, and not quite sure how long he's going to be out, but Chase Daniel came in and actually looked pretty serviceable. Um, that passing attack actually looked a lot better than it had under Trubisky, uh, but Roz, the Bears defense is just absolutely suffocating, and what they did to Minnesota was like they were they're beating them like a stepchild. So I see a similar result this week. I like some of what the Raiders have been doing this year. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller having a, having a great show. Tyrell Williams doing okay. But the Bears defense is going to be way too much for Oakland this week. And even if they, they might put up 17 points, but I think that's going to be enough to cover the spread because I don't think the Raiders are going to score over 10 in this game. So I'm putting two units on the Chicago Bears. This is my third two-unit play in the NFL this year, 2-0 and so far. Feeling very good about the Bears minus five here, Roz. Yeah, props to you, first and foremost, on taking that. And if you're John Gruden, be careful, because I know Vontez Burfitt suspended for the rest of the season, but I don't think there's anything that Khalil Mack could do to get that long of a suspension. So when he's passed his five sacks on the day against Carr, Watch out on the sideline. Mac might be taking a shot towards the sideline. Um, my pick, Vikings, to really stick it to wits here because we are also going to be taking them in a survivor league. The Vikings, minus 5.5 against the New York Giants. Giants have played two cupcakes in a row for their rookie. Now they're playing a real defense. And I think Dalvin Cook is just going to run for 3,000 yards tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on Sunday against the New York Giants. I like the Vikings, minus 5.5. And, and as my survivor pick, they're going to definitely win this straight up and cover. I think they win by double-digit double digit points. Boom. Wow. Interesting for a team that might lose straight up. But, uh, Roz, I'll jump across to a few of my picks. Um, Tennessee Titans give me them minus three. They're playing the Bills this week. Josh Allen went down with a concussion. Not sure if he's going to be able to get back. But regardless, either way, the Titans are a team that is so up and down. I think this is just one of those weeks uh, where they're going to be great. 
So I'm going to take the Titans minus three. I think they win this game by 20 in one of those weird kind of week one versus the Browns efforts. Uh, and then I'm also going to take, we are paired up on the Chargers here, minus six and a half. They're against the Broncos, which has been a rough start for Joe Flacco, Vic Fangio. Um, they've lost two games at the buzzer. It's been ugly, but I like the Chargers also as a two-unit play here. So we've got double-double units going on here, Roz. It's going to be an interesting week, so I'll leave my last two picks. And, uh, yeah, why don't you just break down a couple more of your games? Well, like you said, I'm also on the Chargers. One Bradley Chubbs has been ruled out for the rest of the season, and that defense was already kind of weak, um, which we've seen over the course of the last couple of weekends. Uh yeah, I'm I'm up in the ante with you, brother. I'm gonna make that a two-unit play. Whoops, I just lost wow, my pass for some weak. reason. I'm, I'm coming with you because you you wanted to try to get the edge, but you're not gonna get it on me. I'm going two units on the Chargers as well. I think that's gonna be easy pickings. I'm going back to the well. I'm pretty confident that I've chosen the Patriots in over 50% of my weeks. I've got the Patriots minus 15 and a half against the Redskins. Haskins, I know it's early. But the, the guy's not going to make it in the NFL. Hot take right here. Not a cold take, not a hot take. It's just the, the actual take. He's going to suck. It's not going to be a thing. Patriots minus 15.5 after their embarrassing offensive performance against the Bills last week. That is my next two picks. I'm going to lead with one more before I close out of my last. The Eagles minus 13.5. Also think that's an easy, easy win. I wish I could be taking them this week, but I cannot. The Jets are just not formidable, uh, especially without Darnold. So, Eagles... 13 and a half. You frowned upon their offense earlier. I think it'll be good enough to put up a 20-point victory. Fair enough. Fair enough, Rod. So my next two picks, both both minus three and a half. I'll go with number one here. The Saints, uh, they're at home against the Buccaneers, and I just don't think this line is high enough. Rod, I know the Bucs just put up 54 points, but we saw the offense in Dallas and how they uh, had a little bit of a tough sledding there against the Saints. In, uh, in the dome over there. So I like the Saints minus three and a half. Uh, they need to get the ball to Alvin Kamara more. That was embarrassing, the lack of touches there, but they did come away with another victory. So they sit here three and one. This is a big division matchup. I love the Saints here. My last pick, I know this is going to grind your gears a little bit, but I've been waiting. I like Just so I the fight Cowboys. I like the Cowboys a lot in this one. Minus three and a half. Packers are going to drop two games in a row. The Cowboys, they were flat out horrible on the offensive side of the ball against New Orleans last week, but they're going to find their rhythm. Ezekiel Elliott is finally going to break out, rush for 150 yards. Dak is going to throw for a couple touchdowns. Um, and I think this is going to be a blowout, Rod. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have some tough sliddings after his best performance of the year. And uh, yeah, the Packers are going to be three and two and I'm going to take, uh, take my victory here. I, I'm just disgusted in that pick. It's okay because the Packers are going to win by seven. They're going to show the Cowboys and the rest of the world who they really are. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, and he's going to have to do it without Devonta Adams, which I'm a little worried about, but it's okay. We have MVS, Geronimo Allison, and the resurgence of Jimmy Graham. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling all right, especially if we can stop Elliot, <clears throat> Elliot on the ground. Ignore my voice cracks. I promise you I'm older than 16 years old, and this puberty will eventually go away. Um my my, or my headset died, so we're in some trouble here. I'm going to keep talking. I t- have taken the Cleveland Browns plus four. That has been a very sexy pick for me. And last week against the Ravens, they really proved to be that dynamic of a team. 
Honestly, in my opinion, the Browns are only going higher and higher in terms of their true potential. And that is my final pick of the week. Wits, I can only see the bars moving on the garage band. I legitimately cannot hear you at this point anymore. But Wits, give us your closing thoughts on the efforts in the NFL season to date so far. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to see how good the team chemistry is here, Roz. But we are a quarter of the way through the season. It goes way too fast, but that is what makes it so special. Um, we got a couple big matchups, uh, the Monday night matchup, also Sunday night with Colts Chiefs. So we've got a lot of great stuff going on in football right now. The injuries are starting to pile up. So we'll see which teams can stay healthy and stay ahead of the pack. And uh, we will catch you next week, everybody, hopefully with some more success in college and continued success in the NFL. Taraz, I'm going to bounce it back to you. Hopefully the bars stop moving. I can, I, for I'm some doing. reason, the microphone lets me hear you. It, it's it, like, it was a weird cutout. I'm not actually sure what's going on. Wow. I, I was excited to see if it was actually going to work out that way, but you know, you had to ruin it. But that's all I have to say. I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate it because... Yeah, I have no idea. But anyways, I can hear. It's all good. Uh, I was about to make a really insensitive joke, but it's okay. We're going to move on from that. Anyways, this has been another awesome show of The Opening Line. We hope you enjoyed our new Tinder segment. We're going to be back with more segments as well as the revival of the Tinder segment next week. Leave us your swipe rights and your swipes lefts. And if there's any girls listening to the show... Just hit the DM. We can avoid the whole Tinder thing in general. But uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. This has been The Opening Line with your hosts, Wits and Roz. We like to keep the line moving. Have a good night, everybody. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't out of, I know. You're moving by the bolo. It's the way, When you're moving by the bolo, it's the play Break, break, break down. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto You forgot all I know You're moving by the bolo It's your way When you're moving by the bolo Break, break, break that chain Get up, get up moving it Feel the baseline with the groove in it Shit, the buzz ain't losing it I'm an next thing, I'm proving it Talk about how I'm full of it Bro, but I still be bold to rich You wanna know how I'm doing this Listen, man, I'm moving by the bolo When he moving, when he moving back, we ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move it. We ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move, I move, I just can't help myself. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't auto, I know. You moving by the bolo, that's your way when you're moving by the bolo, it's the trail. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot all I know. You're moving by the bolo. When you're moving by the bolo. Get them all aboard. Move that thing on the heart of course. And I'm back with the business. And the big road on route to the promised land. Get that involved. Ooh, Dragon Ball. Z when we stir it up. Superpowers. Murder I got you now, you feel the buzz like, are you serious? Now you are so curious, how did you experience? Party on this open gym, be hanging on my shoulder cause you know we play.
didn't ignite. You're just gonna let it go. You're just gonna let it go. We ain't gonna lose it. Watch how I move it. We ain't gonna lose it. Watch how I move, I move, I just can't help myself. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't auto, auto. You're moving by the bolo, that's your hell. When you're moving by the bolo, that's the player. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot all, I don't. You're moving by the bolo. When you're moving by the bolo. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.